Also, before we start the episode, I wanted to give you guys, our audio listeners, a very exclusive message to you guys to let you know that we, Hoot and a Half, Mike and I, are planning to put out a Hoot and a Half Patreon, where we are going to be uploading exclusive audio episodes for you guys to listen to. Yes, it's not available just yet. We're still putting the works in, but we want to make it very cool. We also want to just say thank you for our audio listeners for being audio listeners. This is where we started the podcast back in early 2020 before all that terrible stuff happened. We've been cruising through the audio. You guys have been so supportive. All the reviews, all the comments, all the DMs, it's so great. So just wanted to say thank you to our audio audience, which is you, the listener right now. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll be in touch in the next week or two with uh, some news for how you can sign up for that. We'll have exclusive episodes, uh, uncut, ad-free, etc. So we're very excited and we're working on a lot of cool things. And just wanted to say thanks and enjoy this episode of Hoot and a Half. Enjoy. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. But I was like, do you want to keep talking about it? No, oh, no, no, no. Um, I downloaded this app, Opal, O-P-A-L. Opal? Yeah. Wait, is Opal or Opal? I, I don't know. Do you o- know? Opal sounds like like O P L E. I thought Opal is like a gem. It is like it a is. ruby. It's a. I think it's Opal. Opal or Opal. 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 I don't know. Uh, what does this app do? I, I'm getting. And this in- is not an ad. No, for anyone who's ad. listening, no. this is not an ad. I've got. I have gotten ads on Instagram for this, but Emil said this on Trillionaire Mindset too. You know, like when you set your iPhone to, to give you the time limits, and it's like, okay, ignore for one minute or ignore. It's one button, and then your time limits over. It doesn't actually stop you from using the apps. Okay. This thing somehow like taps into your phone system and will lock you out of certain apps. And the only way to get unlocked is you have to go into the Opal app, open that, and then Type say, I want to take a break. And then it will give you however long you want the break to be. So it, it's like two, three steps longer, but it works so much better. So you download this app, and it tells you, like, and we were talking about this before. Like, It was like, yeah. how many hours are you on your phone? And I typed in how many hours I'm on my phone per day. And it says, at this rate, you will look at your phone for 40 years of your life. <gasps> So I was like, okay, that's fucked. So I put it on for like Instagram, TikTok. Who cares? <laughs> Who cares if I'm on my phone for 40 years of my life? Yeah, it's my business. It's how I make money. Do you think like guys who are Wall Street traders are like, oh, you spent this many years of your life looking at graphs? Of course, that's how they made their money. What if you're a surgeon? Oh, you spent you spent 40 years of your life looking at guts human insides that's do, how they make their money do you do you sp- so you don't feel any remorse about your screen time uh sometimes i think sometimes i'm like if i'm getting on here i'm looking for something i'm looking for ideas or something to motivate me to do it i'm not there to be like thoroughly entertained how much time do you spend on tiktok you think in a day oh too much too much i agree like tiktok i'll be like time will go by way too fast on tiktok what, what is the most amount of hours in a day you think you've been on tiktok the most, yeah, like, probably on travel days. If I'm traveling, like, like when you're six going hours? in Ubers, going to the airport, waiting at airports, being on an airplane, TikTok is the one thing that makes it go by so 
fast, which I love. Interesting. A day, the most boring, annoying days. Yeah. I'll, I'll spend eight, nine hours like it's my job on TikTok. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sometimes rather... I've been like, I've been trying to really look at my feed, like my FYP and perfecting it, like making sure all the content because like i realized what are my what are my uh junk topics i'm getting sucked Mm -hmm. into Mm -hmm. a lot lately i've been getting a lot of celebrity gossip and i need to be like i don't give a fuck right about this celebrity and who they're dating or whatever but i get sucked in those and i've been like no not interested yeah i try to lean more on like interior design and like art and furniture fun facts history and fitness recipes productivity hacks mm. with a little sprinkled in with a little bit of humor are you actually do you think that you're actually absorbing any of the content yeah like your brain is like oh that's i'm gonna implement that i've heard about re- that well, carly mentioned one time she goes she saw something where it was like after you were on a whole bench like okay well then that was yeah that's what i said we say three things that you learned or tell me the tiktok that you watched five tiktoks ago couldn't tell you uh, tell me the tiktok you watched two tiktoks ago your brain just doesn't fucking know what's going on. Of course, it's the human brain. I know. But then but again, I do feel like for some people, it's like really, really bad. Yeah. Um, I think that is important. But also, you're, what do you mean, Mike? You're my manager. You're blocking off Instagram and TikTok during the work day. During yeah. the work day. Yeah, but what if there's okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like from nine to five, I instead of picking up my phone to look at Instagram in between meetings, I should just be. Not letting my brain like it's okay to let your brain be bored for two minutes at a time. I didn't realize you had such a problem. I don't have a problem. <laughs> I just realized like I also Instagram I use a lot for like DMs for messaging people, and so a lot of the reason I open up Instagram is to just see if I have new messages because I don't have any notifications on. So I just want to see if like someone's messaging me and I have a lot of conversations with friends that way. But what I'll just do is look at it on the desktop, like on my computer. Uh, but. Also, just like yeah, if I'm if I'm taking a quick lunch break, my instinct is to open up Instagram or open up TikTok when I'm making a sandwich or whatever. And it's like I'd rather a open up Audible and listen to an audiobook, which I do all the time. I'm listening to audiobooks all throughout my day. Are you listening to fiction? Yeah. Do you have trouble following the story when you're like just popping in and out of a fiction story? Like, wait, where are we? What what scene is this? Who's, no, I usually who's Gretchen? Know. Yeah, I love plots. Um, I haven't tried a fiction audiobook yet. I'm scared to because I'm just like, I feel like I'm going to have, uh, every time I open this, I'm going to need to be like, no. where are we? What's the scene? Who are the characters? Like, Well, I don't know. I also try to like pick books where it's more about the experience of the book than like the whole plot. Do you have a good audiobook recommendation for me? Like uh, an audible one <sighs> that's read really well? I was talking to someone today who said the new Brett oh, Easton Ellis the secret, book. Oh, The Secret History by, oh, the, by Donna Tartt. Yeah. I like that audiobook, though I read and listened to it. Um, Verity's pretty good, but Verity's like smut. You would, no, that, I, Donna Tartt. That's, uh, that's a good one. Okay. That's so, That'll be my so next. good. I, um, I, I'm listening to Brett Easton Ellis' The Shards. I was, I was just talking to a friend today who recommended that book to me. He's she, already finished The Shards? Uh, it's the girl. Remember that girl that visited from Germany? Yeah. Um, spoke to her for like an hour on the phone today. She also went to go see him speak in London at his like book at reading. Oxford University. Yeah. Oh, dope. So yeah, yeah then she must have read it because she got the book there. She this. Tell me if you see this. She said that he remi- that I remind her of Brett Easton Ellis with like my mannerisms and like the way that I speak about L.A. Do you see this at all? Um. Okay. <laughs> now, at first, no. Brett Easton Ellis grew up here around in Sherman Oaks, yep. and he went to like the Buckley School. 
I listened to his audiobook. He has he has that like that LA kind of like surfer voice. Like okay, maybe not so the voice. far. Like it's interesting because I don't think Todd has that like accent, and Todd, and Scott don't have doesn't have that accent. But Brett Easton Ellis, I'll play you a little bit of it. Should I? Sure. But do, do, forget the Oh, but the way voice. you go like, oh, yeah, there's a really great restaurant over there down in this area. And like, I don't know oh, if it's the voice. But you love you love vibes kind of a thing. And I, and I bet for a girl who's from Germany, I bet the way you w- choose to talk about, oh, like great restaurants. So you got to try this, this dish or this <laughs> drink, I think, can get a little... All right, hopefully he's not talking about anything too embarrassing. I'm loving the... Yeah. After the horror of 1981, the numbness I had found exhilarating during my sophomore and junior and into my senior years hardened ultimately into a remote... Yeah, he sounds like an old ex-surfer, dude. decades to finally thaw. I was never really the same after 1981. There was never a recovery period. Is this him reading his new book? Now- yeah. Is it an autobiography or it's a, like a fiction book? Uh, it's auto. He is writing himself as Brett Easton Ellis, him when he was in high school. But I think it's like there is semi fictional. Like, semi fictional. Like he mentions him writing less than zero. And I, stuff. I love the Delco that the Delco accent is making a. I don't know. Maybe you're not seeing this on TikTok. Delco. It's the accent that like Bam Margera and like South Jersey people oh, have. God, like Westchester, like yeah. Uh, you you want to get home on the phone or like no, dude. I don't know if uh, you, you, what do you what do you guys doing over there? Oh, that's a that's a, almost sounds like Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah. It's like oh or uh oh yeah or like uh, we're gonna go down over to the homeowners association. Yes, yes, yes. Kate Winslet nailed that accent in Mayor of Easttown. Have you seen that? No. It's set. I'm pretty sure in like Philadelphia or yeah, a- that's Allentown. Yeah, you're you're doing or, a little bit of a southern accent. I think it's sorry. I, no, no, I it's okay. It's tough for you to nail it. Because I, I hear I Bam Mar and Jerry's in like Westchester, New York. I think it's where he ended up moving to when he got famous, but he's got that We're like, have, South like, Jersey. I can't do it. Or like, but he also uh, Bam Margera sounds like he has like he has like M and M's tucked or like yeah, peanuts yeah. tucked into his like bottom lip. Freaking Novak, dude. dude yeah. We got fucking. I can't do it. <laughs> Don it's Vito. Okay. We got um, Don Vito here and like you, you, you. I feel like you could practice this one. I, I got hate. It. Well, the thing is, like, I like Bam Margera, but I did not like it. My dad did not like Bam Margera. Oh, like when you were watching the the Viva La Bam growing up, dude. He was like, "Turn this off." He, I thought my it dad was thought the he best. was a ter- but my dad thought he was a terrible influence. Uh, yeah, he's not a great influence for kids. He's like smacking his dad and shit. Like there was like a thing where they were doing some pranks over at like a retirement home, and there were a bunch of old people. And the, the uh, Bam Margera was like, "What's the big deal? They're already gonna die soon anyway." And my dad was like, "Turn this off." Your like, dad was right. He's not a good influence. I but I used to like think he was the cool. Obviously, everyone thinks he's so cool. But when you're a kid, now it's just a little sad. Oh, now it's completely sad that he's had all that beef with like Steve-O. And like, even Steve-O brought – he wasn't part of Jackass Forever. Yep. They kicked him off because of his addiction. Steve-O then brought him on tour, and then he again fell back into his addiction. I remember in high school, there was a documentary that Steve-O made when he was still on drugs. And it was called How PCP Saved My Life. And it's just a video. It's like a YouTube video because it's just filmed in the Jackass style of just Steve-O being on PCP for 48 hours straight. How it saved his life? It's the joke. It's a fucked oh. up title, and I like. I remember watching this. Like, this guy is gonna fucking die. When I was like sixteen or whenever it came out. What was the? Oh, what, was there a moment where Steve-O, like, did he I'm really sure put himself in danger, or did someone in his life said, "You have a problem. We need to get this fixed." I'm sure he's talked about it. I don't know, but all those guys used to be like, 
Well, they, I think they were like the first YouTubers. Like they just took their own cameras. They filmed themselves doing funny things. And with that probably came a lot of drugs and stuff. But um, yeah, he clean, he quite, he really cleaned up. But like being, can you imagine being super famous from Jackass? Yeah. And like as your side project, you just do PCP for a weekend and film it. And just act like a fucking maniac, like jumping into shopping carts and like, yeah. and you put it out and call this is call how PCP saved my life. I'm like, yeah, this is my new. Can you imagine if I put out a video like how heroin <laughs> makes my makes my life great? Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, I'm gonna do heroin for a weekend and upload it. Have you seen that whitest kid sketch where it's like, hey, how have you been, man? Dude, it's been so long. He's like, what's what's that? He's like holding like a gallon like this. He goes, just a gallon of PCP. <laughs> and the guy's like, a gallon. Yeah, just uh, it's insane. Like a gallon. It's insane. I was with. Uh, have you met Steve-O? No, I wish. I, I met know him. He's been around with David a bunch. Yeah, yeah. He, we were there that one time where he did uh, the dry. He David filled Elton's pool up with dry ice, and then Steve-O came over, and then he went onto the roof, and then jumped off the roof into the pool filled with dry ice. And I was the thing is, was like I was like fuck this because you couldn't even see the pool because there was so right, much it could have been concrete. dry ice and I was like I even though Steve-O is a trained stuntman yeah, he he's is a, a profe- professional he's the professional but I was like I do not want to be associated with the reason why Steve-O dies you didn't feel safe like it didn't feel safe it even though you're like this is Steve-O it, it's not it's not he's he like, jumping yeah, off bro let's fucking do it right now like I it, whatever I remember me, Carly, and Aaron, we went inside the house and, like, watched it from the living room through the window. I just didn't want to be, like, outside because I got such a bad vibe from it. Yeah. I feel like I, I feel like you'd think that someone like that at this stage in his career would make the set feel like, this is going to be fine, guys. I know what I'm doing. I'm a professional. But he's he still just, like, just screw it. fucking nut job. Yeah. I would have liked to meet him. But I met David Blaine, which was great. Oh, yeah. I, met, I met him too, Mike. I know, I know. I'm just saying. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm just joking with you. Um, are you excited <coughs> for the weekend? I am excited for the weekend. Uh, there is a bunch of stuff coming up. We have Remy's. Uh, <laughs> Miss Remy Cruz is having a birthday party. She's she's having a birthday party that's. Vegas or gambling themed yeah. casino night on a boat on a yacht, and uh, that should be fun. But do you think there's gonna be real gambling? I don't know if that's legal. But isn't it there like some maritime laws where if you're uh, on the water, I think it's like you have to be like 16 miles into open waters, and then it's the implication. Um, are you gonna gamble? Mm, no, but here's something interesting. What? When I went to the Poconos. However long ago it was with all my friends, we went to like some shop to get some food and whatever. It's just like you're not not a brand name place, just like some mom and pop shop in the middle of nowhere. And they had a little vending machine for scratch off lottery tickets. So I spent like I don't know thirty bucks. I bought like three or four scratch offs, like a ten dollar one, a five dollar one, whatever. And I scratched them all off, and I was net positive on winning the lottery. So I basically spent like fifteen bucks, and I won like seventy five bucks. Whoa! Yeah, on my scratch offs. How and about that, Mike? I was very excited. I was like, "Damn, you, I want- you should have done with the seventy five bucks." Uh, so I have to mail them in because I didn't cash them in at the time. You have to like either go into the place Which or I've mail them. I've never done in. in my life. Every lottery ticket I've ever won, I've never 
got cash the, the prize. money. I'm always like, woo, five bucks. Yeah, and then I'm and like, then, ah, fuck <laughs> it. Like, I, I, I'm not because you have to go in, you have to find the place, you have to park. It's a whole thing. And now I can't even use these because you have to be, I think, in the state to get them. I can't just go to a Seven Eleven here. That is true. And cat. So I think I have to mail it in. But then this past weekend, I was driving home from Arizona. I had my eight-hour drive. And I pulled over in some Arizona gas station, Circle K, whatever. And I was like, let me, let me try my luck here again. Spent about 20 bucks, Got two different lottery tickets, like a $10 one lottery and a $10 one. Scratch off. scratch off? Scratch-off, scratch-off. They're lotteries, though. It's like in the lottery machine. Scratch-off. That's the lottery. Anyway, Is it? long story short, I scratched them both off. Won 40 bucks. Wow. I have never lost the lottery. Isn't that fucking crazy? A scratch-off. It's the lottery. He's a scr- I don't think a scratch off is a lottery. I think the scr- it's run by the state lottery. That's what a scratch off is. You're yes, gambling the California your money. lottery. But what is do you, a, you think a lottery is like when you pick the numbers? Yes, I guess. But I guess though you're technically scratching off what is your lottery ticket, yeah. which is such a weird gimmick. How we're like, let's give them the lottery, the winning ticket, but they gotta like scratch yeah. it off. Like sometimes I feel like such a monkey when I'm <laughs> when I'm getting scratch off tickets because you're like, oh well, this one just scratch the whole thing off. I know there is no there is no wrong thing. Oh, because you scratch that part off, you can't get it. There, it's never like that. No, no. You should just scratch it all off and see if you won. The California lottery, you can just scan the back. You can scan the back with your phone. There's an app. You just scan it with your phone. And it will tell you if this ticket is a winner or not. You don't uh, need to scratch it. Wait, but gonna, that's the whole point, Matt. It, what is you go a, through the activity of this is what Norm Macdonald says. He's like he was a big gambler and he was addicted to gambling. And he lost all of his money two times over. And someone was asking him, like, why why do you do this? What what's what is your obsession with gambling? You're you're addicted to it. And he said, Listen, I'm not addicted to gambling. But what I am addicted to is that moment when the when the roulette ball is rolling around the table and you don't know if it's going to land in black or red. That moment is hope, and hope is a wonderful thing to be addicted to. Uh, I know it's a terrible. No, it's a, it, that sounds like a gambling addict <laughs> yeah, who's exactly. trying to justify yeah. why they win it. But I that's don't... the whole point of the scratch off. Is there's hope behind every back and forth motion on the scratch off? Is like, is this it? Is this it? <gasps> No. Okay. Uh, next one. That's you're paying. Uh, yeah. I guess there is a thing where, like, every time I buy a lottery ticket, I get like anxiety or I get this like flutter inside where I'm like, oh my god, tomorrow my for. life is going to change. That's what you're paying for. That's what I believe. When I buy a scratch off, I'm paying for the experience of. Don't you feel like then we should always be buying lottery tickets? I just not one. You, you and me. What if we make it like kind of a routine thing to buy the lottery tickets? Just a couple bucks a week. We always have cash in our car. Yeah, and I we know. Just go in. I have done it at Ralph's once or twice, and I think I've won the Ralph's ones. I haven't won. Um, oh God! <laughs> what? You sound like a nut. It's just funny. You have you have very hard, crisp ways of about thinking about. Things and other like things, but now you're like, oh, well, the Ralph's one I have not won. <laughs> you you sound like a like an old gambling lady. But there's nothing wrong with it. But like you're talking about the locations, it's all the same. Like you're not gonna. No, when I'm when I'm on road trips or like away from home, I win. Okay, and do you know, it's like do you know my certain local... states don't have scratch offs and don't have lottery tickets. Like uh, Alabama, they don't have it. So like you Patricia, can't buy a scratch off. No, no. It's like Patricia's dad. Every time we go to like another state, he's like, "Oh, we got to get scratch offs and lottery tickets." And I, I'm like, "Dude, I'm, I, here's the thing. I don't actually think my life is going to change. What? It, sure, if I win a hundred thousand dollars, that's like kind of sick and amazing and obviously a great win. But what I'm actually 
doing this is I'm paying for the experience of like the hope and the scratch. Like that's if I lose, I don't this... feel cheated because I, I I know that I'm paying the five dollars to to have that like two minutes of whatever. Where has this mic been? What do you mean? Like oh I it, oh, this is so. <laughs> Funny that you. I just feel like if I said this a couple months ago, you'd be like, "Eh, this is all like." No, no, I've always invest your money. Like, don't for two dollars to have a a two minute experience of like, whoa, this is exciting. And I'm. I was on a road trip for eight hours. I stopped, pulled over. I'm in my car waiting for the car to charge. Give me six minutes of scratching through two scratch offs, and I'll pay ten bucks for that. Where's I'm always curious. So if you started maybe gambling, doing blackjack for two hundred dollars, no, that I would never do. Come on, two hundred. Just, just start. You can't bucks. win against the casinos. The casinos are rigged for you to lose. Buddy, I have gone on a cruise ship and paid for my entire cruise with my winnings of blackjack. Like, there's a degree. I'm not going to be going like full tilt, trying to like, yeah, get like double up to ten thousand dollars. Yeah, try to like pay for the trip. That's when I'm like, okay, I'm going to walk away. I'm too bad at math. But to know would how you to do be it. like, oh god, I'm up a hundred bucks. That's it. Like I'm uh, curious, like where's your walking now, away? The last time I gambled, I didn't have like I, you know, it's probably like when I was 21 years old. It's the worst when it burns up like that. And then like, I got, to, I was in New Orleans. The only place I'll, I really, I'll ever gamble is uh, Vegas because I feel like the house gives you a little bit better of a time. If you gamble right outside of LA, the money, take I think your the money. money goes so quickly. I played in New Orleans. I two hundred dollars gone because their min, their table minimums are really high. I'm just so bad at math that like I would panic every time. Like uh, two and nine. What is that? Uh, is that a jack? Is that twenty one? Like that is a little hard. But the, the dealer will tell you what the house says to do. But and if but you that, go, but if you go by the house rules, over time the, you lose. You always lose ugh. over time with blackjack because they they get to see both of their cards. You don't get to see both of their cards. It doesn't. It kind of doesn't work. The like house that. always yes, has the advantage. Live by the book, die by the book. Like it's okay. So when I lose, but I played by the book, I don't care. Yeah, that's the, fair. People who are like hit, and they're like, "You really shouldn't hit." The yeah. book says it, but you're like, "Do it." If you start playing like that, you're gonna lose a lot of your money. Yeah, I, I would probably watch like a good forty minute YouTube video about like the basics of how to play before I gambled. But what about th- betting on the ponies? No, that I, horse racing to me is like insane. It does not make sense. I feel like it's like oh, it's the odds. I got a horse right here. His it's, name is Paul Revere. Yeah, it's it's just uh, another form of of that hope from a scratch off. Have but you ever gone to a horse race though? It no. is the saddest. Yeah, it's just a bunch of degenerates. Uh, and it's the worst when like people have like these birthday parties where like everybody dress nice, dress like it's the Kentucky Derby. We're going to the horse races. Yeah, you're gonna look like. You're like fools. I don't know. Or you look just like really ridiculous going to a place like that. Because the people there at the horse races are like a bunch of blue-collar folks who are just trying to like make a buck. It's, yeah. And there's I don't think there's any rhyme or reason to it. But when you win at a horse race, it's like, hell yeah. There's nothing like that. Yeah. I think the healthy way to think about these types of things, like the lottery gambling, is you don't – you're not spending this money to make money. You're spending money to have the experience of playing blackjack at a casino. And that's it. if you want to pay $200, you're paying $200 to go sit down and have $200 worth of money to play blackjack. If you win, great. But if not, that was the price of admission. So when I do a scratch off, I'll say, I will pay five bucks to give me three minutes of 
scratching time, and I'm like, oh, does this number match up? And I'm playing a game. Okay, well, then it's like think about that. Think about that just on a little bit chunkier of a scale. Because when I go it's in, it's like going to the carnival. When I go to the casino, yeah. I tell myself I'm paying $300 okay. right now for my time in Vegas to have a good time. Okay. That's my Disney World ticket. Right, right. Either I'm going to walk out of here. With more mm-hmm. than my ticket, mm-hmm. or I do not. If once I lose three hundred dollars, I'm not checking out anymore. Yes, but I'm already accepting that this three hundred dollars yes. will be gone. That's what I'm. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is you're paying for the experience of doing it. You're not like okay, I'm gonna get three hundred and I'm gonna get another hundred out of this. So we're gonna pay for dinner tonight, <laughs> and then you're down out of your three hundred. You're like okay. I'll put another hundred and I'll win at least some of it back. And that's when you get into that fucking terrible cycle and you lose all your money. Yeah. You know what I've been really wanting to happen to me lately? What? Find like you ever hear like stories about like someone found this uh uh like a uh a, a, a like a stone bust of like a head in uh, a Goodwill for five bucks and it ends up being a oh, timeless yeah. piece of art. Yeah, finding a, a girl on TikTok the other day found a like Cartier purse that she I found at that. Goodwill for one dollar and, and was sold watching it for, like, the live seven thousand dollars. I want to like find or did I tell you about what happened with the Herman Miller chairs? No, did I didn't tell you this. No. Um, so it was like my last day in Dallas over Christmas break. I'm driving around in my neighborhood. Kevin and I, we love getting in the car, going down memory lane. Okay. Just seeing how the neighborhoods change. Okay. We drive by, someone has a whole bunch of shit out in there. Not, they're like on the street for just trash for pickup. Yeah. See a whole bunch of stacked chairs. And I'm like, those are kind of like vintage looking chairs. Uh, and I'm like, those are kind of dope. Um, some had like felt covers on it and they were like worn and torn. And then there were these bright yellow ones. I go, these are badass. These will look so cool. They're really dirty. Bring them back. Show my dad them. My dad's like, what are you bringing me junk for? I'm like, these look cool. I feel like they'd be like, because my dad loves old furniture and stuff. My dad, uh, or I go upstairs or whatever. My dad's down in the garage working on them. And he hollers. He goes, Matt, come down here. He looks at the bottom. They're Herman Miller chairs. Authentic, real Herman Miller chairs. I got him two yellow ones. And then my dad like they were cleans just on the them side up of the road on the side of the road. Wow! My dad looks them up. Each one is worth like three hundred and fifty bucks. Wow! Each one, and sick. I, and I got the great find. That's amazing. When you find those, like, yeah, that's. I mean, but I think if you go in like hoping for that, you're just you're never gonna win. Well, you're never gonna find them. I feel like in L.A. L.A. has too many professionals. Thrift. Hunters yeah. around all the time. You have to go out to like the really random places. To yeah, find the like good in Philadelphia. That, that's when I go. Whenever I go out to my New York friends, we go antiquing. Just find some like old woman who owns a shop, and usually it's all stupid stuff. But that would be fun to like find. A, oh, this is a uh, this is the pen that George Washington signed the Declaration of Independence. Have with. you ever found anything or received anything that you didn't realize how much it would how much value it had? I don't think so. You know what I got that one time? I can feel like I can say it now. What? Sonic 2 came out. Yeah. They sent me Sonic shoes. Oh, yeah. Fila Sonic shoes. Yeah. I was like, awesome. I love PR gifts. It's so cool. Love getting that stuff. Very grateful and privileged to be on PR list and receive stuff. It's yeah. pretty awesome. Um, but I had these shoes and I was like, cool. Sometimes if I receive things at a PR package and I know that I'm not going to use this. Sometimes I'll be like, hey, if this is worth something, I don't mind making a couple bucks. Sure. I like selling things. I look it up. These shoes were going for $660. That's these insane. Free shoes because of that hype beast market. Yep. Apparently, this was a very small batch of yep. Sonic shoes. I ended up selling them. It went up. Yes, yeah, $660 bucks I made off the shoes. That's sick. Wow. 
insane. Where did you sell them on StockX? eBay. eBay. Wow. I bet I maybe could have made more on StockX. But that's eBay. fucking. Did you? You didn't even try them. On. People were getting mad, or like I. I was like, it was the first like hype thing that like I owned because like people were getting mad. I actually had to do two auctions on it because the price got too high and the person who was the highest bidder bailed. Bailed, and then I kept getting DMs of people going, "This is way overpriced," and I'm like, "I'm not setting the price." Yo, Wait, where were you getting DMs on eBay? On eBay, people were like, "This is way too high. Please remove this post." Like the. Like I was part of this huge. Wow, you yeah. set you set the trend for the Sonic shoes. I sure did. Have you checked in to see if they're like still available on you know StockX? Should we? Let's yeah. see how much. Wait, it's going to be like four thousand dollars. I'm going to no. be like gulp. You want to hate gulp? There. <laughs> that's been my new catchphrase. Gulp. Really? Because I think when you do the like, yeah, no, no one, one hears hear it, it yeah. so it's just funny of going gulp. I, that's funny to like text someone to gulp. Oh, you know what someone's been doing to me? That's pretty funny. What? is i don't know if this is going to translate but like when uh she'll send me a text that's funny but like i don't see it for a second are you listening to me okay sorry it's okay um i just don't want to repeat it because this is an audio podcast let me know let's stick to StockX. what do you got let me see for uh 410 bucks all right so you sold damn them. it was damn some sold for 140 i made a profit you did great you uh what, what's the word I'm looking for? You sold at the top of the market. Fuck yeah. Good job. Um, this girl will send me a text, and if I don't answer it, and it's like a funny text, she will just put the ha-ha on her own text. It's kind of a funny move. Oh! So, like to remind, rather than yeah, like emphasize yeah, it, or like someone em- never got around to it? Yes. Or like, or you're just laughing at your own joke. Like, if I, you know, if you're just like, God damn it, Mike, I can't believe you. Or like, whatever, you say something funny... And I don't respond for whatever reason. You just, like, 20 minutes later, just go ha-ha on your own text. That's a nice move. It's pretty funny. Ooh, I might need to steal that. I feel like I feel like that would be a Matt King thing to do. Like, you text someone, they don't answer, you just go ha-ha. Sometimes I don't feel like I'm that good of a texter. Not texting in terms of being, like, on... Like, sometimes people write are just brilliant texters. Like, Connor Wood, Fibula. It's just, like, he's very... He's, he has, like, this way of... What uh, makes him good at texting? It's just funny. Oh, he's funny. I, um, it's just you. Sometimes, dude. I, for me, sometimes I'm like, I we're just exchanging yes or no's for just anybody. I'm like, haha, amazing. You cool. really, yeah. You're not really a big texter. Or I'm just not trying to like write a bit. Yeah, and you're, you don't want to be in a conversation. It's very transactional. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. But he'll be. I don't know. It's just I like love the right his, emoji. His, he's one of the funniest. His Instagram thing that he posted about. Oh, Matt, drop the microphone. Yeah. Sorry. And we're back. What were we talking about? Gambling. Was it? No, no, no. no. Texting. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, Connor. His Connor's so funny. The, oh, oh, the he's just he's brilliant. Like, he's just a bit of like a poet the way sometimes he writes uh, stuff. And I'm just like, oh. But then again, maybe... I don't know. Where he said, uh, I'm breaking my NDA right now, and a lot of people are asking why I'm not at Fashion Week. I'm supposed to be an underground Maxianista. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, for the big collab with Slim Jim and like YSL it's or like something. It's like TJ Maxx. Yeah. He and just like, flow right. I was like performing. He just went on a whole. Yeah, I was crying laughing at it. It's so funny. You want to go get some home state? Yes. Okay. Well, thanks so much for listening, guys. No, we'll, this uh, was... Did you say it again? No, you can wrap it up. Well, this was fun, Mike. <laughs> yeah, these are easy. I wish you guys could see how terrible Mike's eye looks. <laughs> Maybe I'll post it on my Instagram. Man, I could use it as like a Snapchat, some Snapchat bait, you know? Okay.
Um, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Uh, we also have tons of episodes out on our YouTube channel. Visual ones. One that you can actually watch. Also, what else do we want to plug? That's Follow all. me on Instagram. Add me on Snapchat. Going to be posting a lot of content on there. Love you guys.